Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art on MTR Podcasts. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is musician and film photographer, Rico Connolly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I believe I connected to you via, um, we have a mutual acquaintance, a, a guest I've had on the show, uh, Vinny. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's my best friend. He actually lives five houses down from me. Then you're okay. Okay. That's, that's dope. So this would be a, this would be pretty chill. Hey, he was a chill dude. It was a good convo. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's, let's get into like the, the, de facto question. Um, I like to start off with just getting an idea to present that to the folks of what you do and what your work is about. And so if you could describe your work and describe what you do creatively. All right. Yeah, sure. Um, so mainly, um, I'm a film photographer and musician. I do graphic design too. I graduated from UMBC with a BFA earlier this year, but, um, I don't know. I don't like telling people that too much. Cause I, I like to keep that more <laughs> professional. So many totally. people be like, yo, do some artwork. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I really like to do, um, like film photography and making music. I started shooting film probably three or four years ago now. And I had originally started with like, you know, digital cameras, pick up a camera, shoot, whatever. But I got kind of drawn to shooting film over digital because whenever I would shoot digital, like every single time I'd take a photo, I'd look at the screen, you know what I'm saying? Like when you'd be taking like hundreds and hundreds of photos digital, like they start to like not mean anything to you. You know what I mean? Like even if you get like the one good one out of like a thousand or whatever, it's, it's still kind of, it like it loses its meaning for me and um yeah so like by shooting film it like that limitation spawned a lot of creativity for me i think like you know there's only certain shots per role like each role is there's basically a dollar sign attached to every photo you know what i'm saying yeah and at least like at the outset like i don't really care now i shoot whatever i want and i just like hope i have the money for more film but like okay. like when you when you first start you're like man film that shit is expensive <laughs> Totally, totally. Um, it's it's funny that you you mentioned that to kind of start off. That kind of leads me into some of my other questions that just get me right there. So, aside from having that 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 film stock or having your resources there, what do you think is integral to your your work as a creative? Whether it be doing music, whether it be doing photography, what do you think is like? an important thing for each one of those things? Would it be a piece of equipment? Would it be just proper lighting? What what does that look like for you? Hmm. For equipment, at least um, for shooting yeah. film, for, for at least for shooting film, um, literally like any film camera works. I, I'm a very firm believer in it's not what you got, it's how you use it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially like film, especially because you know, you can get nicer lenses, nicer cameras, whatever, but it's it's all going at the same negative. You know what I'm saying? You can make it look better, but you can evoke meaning through through like whatever, you know, like whatever means, whatever catalyst, whatever camera, whatever. Um, for music and stuff, well, I guess for film and music too, computer, absolutely integral for me, but that's just because, you know, I make everything on the computer, but keyboard for music. Otherwise I have a lot of instruments, but I do not play any of them nearly as much as I play my keyboard, <laughs> like a nice, like 88 key keyboard. I got this from a thrift shop. It has like the weighted <laughs> keys. It weighs like a ton. I got it for like 25 bucks. Oh, wow. It was the best pickup of my life. When, when did you start? Um, when did you start playing keyboard? Um, 
I started like really trying to like learn like music theory and other stuff like a few years ago, because, you know, when you, when you make music, like I used to just make like sample based beats. I still do a lot, but like just knowing music theory, knowing how to play keys, it just helps you so much. I still need to like, I need to get into the habit of like practicing, practicing the keys every day. It's a hard habit to develop. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to start a new habit for, cause we're recording this at the beginning of 2021. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of starting this habit of just getting up. I wanted to read more. So I was like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to read this and, you know, just seeing some of the benefits you have just in conversation. You you're not using as many four letter words. If you're actually reading a book here and there, or it depends <laughs> on which book you're reading too. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, uh, so Going back into it, um, I think I think creatives, especially when they have things when they have mediums that kind of go together, that you could have the visual that you have the aesthetic, the visual aesthetic to have the music as the backdrop to the visual aesthetic. And I think that it's a it's it's like style. Some of these things have cohesion to it. How would you describe your like artistic style and have any artistic movements or artists influenced you? Ooh, so this goes for like photo, music, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. You was a creator, yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, at least for music, I came up off, like, when SoundCloud was really popping off, like, 2012 to 2015, like, everyone was, like, everyone was making beats in their rooms, like, the whole tsunami, like, Adult Swim kind of bumps, like, where lo-fi hip-hop came from, how it evolved from, like, boom bap, like, that's where I get a lot, I get a lot of my influences from, like, a lot of, like, older like boom bap music and artists and like, like OG rappers and stuff from like the nineties. And then like a lot of the people who I heard in sound, like during like those early SoundCloud days, trying to modernize the sound and like incorporate, you know, like, uh, more modern influencers, like trap influences or like synths and things along with like, you know, like the old, like classic, like you sample, like some keys, you sample some horns, whatever. Like all those people inspired me. There's a lot of names. I could name so many. Um, some of my favorites just from SoundCloud were like Bug Seeds, Swamp Beats, um, this dude Beat Machine Aaron, uh, my friend Leaf Beach, this guy Borealism is also a great guy. Um, he makes more like ambient boom bap stuff, but it's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah I, oh God, man, there's so many people like... I, I don't even want to go into like, that's like, a, what's your favorite artist question? That is a low no, totally. question. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, what, what's my favorite hundred artists or what have you? Uh, I, I usually like hang out within a genre. And so definitely the, that lo-fi that definitely reminds me of like the early 2010s. So yeah, yeah. Um, not necessarily boom bap or hip hop, but with, with the kind of hip hop influence, like I would listen to right, right. like, like Tori Wa and it's like he's done hip hop production but he kind of does his own thing and he dabbles in like funk cool wave lo-fi electronic and it's just it's almost a genre that's indiscernible but you just know where you're at and what you where you were at and, and what you were doing when you first heard it so I definitely get that vibe but when you say Toonami and kind of some of the people that were on there I get what you mean yeah I feel like that definitely spawned like a whole era of beat makers yeah hell yeah because and and i think a lot of times you you see like the groundwork that's there like i was looking at some videos Mm -hmm. earlier of just these dj sets from like 2013 and it's just like yeah i'm hearing the same stuff now like this stuff is fresh i'm hearing the influences of that now eight years later 
And, you know, you, you're, you're talking of 2012 to like 2015, you know, give a couple of years to that. You're still seeing remnants of that. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, like now have you in a more refined way, like the people actually got better equipment or, you know, more exposure. Um, so, so visually, what kind of movements or uh, um, uh, artists kind of influenced you when it came to getting into film? Let's see. Um, I think some of some one of my earliest influences was this woman named Lee Miller. She was like a wartime photographer. She was really good friends with Picasso. Okay. Um, she she took like a photo. One of her most famous photos is just like her sitting in Hitler's bathtub. Like she was really like this wild ass woman who would just be out on the front lines, like just, <laughs> just like taking photos of literally everything. If you like go through her archive on, on her website, it's wild because you could just, you could see one photo. It's just like her, like chilling with Picasso. Like next one, she's like on a beach with like one of her like friends, kids or something. And the next one, it's like a beheaded, like, like army soldier or something crazy. Wow. So, like she lived like a full life. I, I wrote like a whole thing on her for school at one point And I just found her like super, super interesting. I I don't know. I don't know why she just like, she captures me. I don't know. Cause it's like, she really lives like a whole life. Like it amazes me. So, so in some of the work that you're doing, like in, in terms of the photography piece, are you trying to, cause it's from what you were describing, it's like those things kind of stick out as in it's, you're, you're almost an, you're almost viewing everything. Like, obviously you're viewing it as the audience, like looking at pictures and the images, but you're almost viewing it. Like this person is literally capturing that full life. So do you think some of the work that you're doing, maybe the subjects you may take pictures of that you're capturing that is, is that the way that you're maybe being an influence or no? I think I, I, I don't know how well I achieve it, but like I work towards more about feeling than like anything else when okay. I take photos. Like yeah. I, f I find myself looking, especially in this day and age, on with like you know the Instagram and Twitter and like everything everywhere. You see so many things and so much like great photography, but a lot of it to me is like it's it's technically adept, but I wouldn't call it emotionally mm. intriguing. Like I don't, I don't feel invested when I look at a lot of the photos. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll be like, damn, that's cool. Like next one. Wow. That's cool. Great shot. And like, mm. it, that's all good. Like, you know, shoot however you want. Like there's, there's places for that. And that stuff is amazing. But also it, it's like any art form you can, you can, you can elicit an emotional response from the viewer by just getting the right moment, like capturing the right light, you know, like having the right colors or, or no colors at all. It's, it's a, it's a balance of everything, I think. And I, I kind of just, I want people to like look at my stuff at some point and I want them to like, I don't want them to try and like figure it out with their head. I want them to figure it out with like their heart or their soul. That sounds corny, but like, no, I get what you're I saying, though. Feel it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I've been having these conversations going back to the music component, because I think the two mediums that you're working with definitely go very hand in hand, because at the root of it, it's it's what oh, yeah, I, I think, like what you're the way you're approaching it. Like if you're doing something artfully, you, you have a meticulous nature with it or you have an, an evocative or an emotional nature towards what you're doing. It's all going to be reflected and the medium is how you're presenting it. And so. I, I've been like struggling with this idea of 
music, a lot of music just in the last few years just feels like it's missing something or what have you. And I just chalk it up to like just that, that, that intangible, that fun, that feeling. It's not getting anything out of me. It's as you talked about with the uh, photography, technically adept. This is well shot. This is well done, framed out perfect. But, you know, musically, it's like, okay, this production is really good. Something's missing though. I don't know what it is. It's like, it, it's almost disposable. So I just thought it was interesting for those, those two things to kind of converge. Yeah, absolutely. I find myself with that same approach to music, but it's, I feel it's a lot more nuanced in music. I have mm -hmm. like, I have a whiteboard on my wall in my room that I wake up to every morning. One of the things that's on it is just like, if the beat is bumping, your like neck will be knocking. You know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. if, if, if it's a good beat, you can, you'll listen to it and you won't notice it, but your head will nod. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's the same principle I think for photography in a, in a, in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when it comes to the, when it comes to the emotion, like when, if something is pulling emotion out of you, you don't need to think about it. You just need to feel it. So it, it, like, I used to have this, this conversation, um, when, uh, with a therapist friend that I had and, uh, I, I would talk to him about different stuff and he was like, so when you're mad, you just are mad. You're not thinking, am I mad about this? You're just mad. So if you're enjoying something, if it's getting an emotional response out of you, that's true. And that's righteous. You're just feeling, if you want to bump your head, you don't give a damn who's looking at you. You just want to, you know, knock your head. It's like, okay, this beat is this dope because now my neck hurts because I've been rocking. You make, you make like the nasty face. You're like, Ooh, that's the one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so if, if for, for each one, for music and photography, what would you say is, in, in your opinion, like, you know, just, I just want your opinion here. What do you think is a key element for good photography and for like a good beat? I think you touched on the good beat, but what do you think? What do you, what do you think as far as that question? Uh, what's the key element for good photography and a good instrumental? I find that at least, at least for shooting, um, something that I usually find, like I'll take a minute and I'll really like explore what's around me. You know what I mean? Not just like looking around, seeing what's up, but I'll, I'll kind of keep myself in the moment. I think grounding yourself is in the present is really important, whether that's for making music or for taking photos, because it lets you see the things that you might not notice or feel the things or hear the things you might not notice. And I feel like that, that kind of focus, it's like entering the flow state or something. I don't know, but you're, by being in that moment, mm -hmm. you kind of like, you, you share the space with the world, maybe more so than you would normally. Cause you can, you know, everyone's in the world. Everyone can walk down the street, but like, what do you, most times you're just walking down the street. Most time you're not like seeing what's going on. You're not seeing like the woman who just like tripped around the corner on a banana peel or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, I don't know. Being in the moment, I feel like probably that was a terrible example, but being in the moment <laughs> <laughs> probably really helps with a lot of those things. I find myself composing photos a lot and then just like never taking them. I'll like look at them and I'll be like, this isn't it. Like, this isn't mm -hmm. what I'm feeling. Like, this doesn't say anything to me. I like look through my viewfinder and then I'll be like, nah, nah. I do, I do that to my friends sometimes. It's funny. I'll be like, I'll get ready to take a photo. They'll pose and I'll be like, nah, this ain't the one. And I'll like walk away. <laughs> they'll, be like, they'll be like, what? Like, what are you doing? I'll be like, hey, just later, man, later. 
it's it's like when somebody doesn't get like your vision or for what you're trying to put out there and sometimes it, it doesn't always work like i'm an aquarius and and sometimes people just don't get it like yo like i have a specific way that i do things and it may not work for everyone but if it works for me it's like look trust me we're gonna get there i just need a moment this is gonna sound haphazard and ass backwards or back asswards but we're gonna get there and um Going going into it, like it's interesting. Like, when you were talking about like the photography piece and like whether something speaks to you or not, we did a photo shoot. Me and my uh, co-host Torin um, on on my other podcast, uh, Mastermind Teams Rockcast. We we did a uh, photo shoot over there in this like abandoned area in like like Mount Washington or what have you, and. We, we had some like um, photography, some friends, but they were photography students and they ultimately used the shots that they took for like a project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the shot ideas I had, cause I know nothing about it. I'm good at organizing people, but when it comes to photography, I know nothing other than I have a camera and I don't know how to use it, but you can use it. <laughs> and I, I was just like, yo, get whatever you want. I just want images of us because I look different. My co-host looks different. We haven't taken pictures in 10 years. Let's figure this out. And they go through it and I'm seeing like all the pictures that we were like, this is going to be the shot we want to get. This is what we're looking for. And all of this, they were cool. They were good. They were done technically well, but the ones that were the candid ones that I didn't know they were taking photos. Those are the ones that are so dope. And those are the ones that kind of take me back to that moment. I was like, okay, I was having a good time. And this is evidence of that good time. So I I just happened to think of that. And, And from what you were saying earlier, it made me think of it. Absolutely. There's like, there's this one story. I forget who the photographer was. Um, and I feel really bad that I forget, but it was, I believe he was shooting, they were shooting Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. and she was sitting like posing, modeling, whatever. And they had loaded the role in the camera and they said, Oh, don't worry about it. Like, we're just, I'm just testing it out right now. So she stopped, you know, she like turned off her like model face or whatever. And she was just relaxed like doing her makeup whatever and then he shot like the entire role like that and then <laughs> she was like all right you ready he's like i'm done wow <laughs> and, like the photos were pretty amazing i i really like that approach i don't i can't say i do it every single time but i think the uh the idea behind that speaks to me a lot you know i like the the honest things when you peel back the layers behind people mm-hmm. like it's cool to have like both sides you know like the the version of a person like when shooting portraits for example the version of a person who like the what they want to show you how they want to present themselves if they know their angles if they you know whatever like this is my good side whatever mm-hmm. and then like behind that if they're like someone who's comfortable with you it's just you know they'll just be laughing hanging out doing whatever and you can like really catch some some moments like it could just be like a sideways fleeting glance but that could be like that could mean something, you know what I'm saying? Like that's delving yeah. into what the person is. I think photography is a hard medium to get appreciation in for a lot of things, especially because for a long time it wasn't seen like as an art form, not nearly as much as like, you know, fine art painting or drawing mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think it's there. Like a lot of people say it's painting with light. And I, yeah, I think that's a pretty adequate um, description. I mean, it's similar with, with podcasting. Like, you know, I've been trying to do this thing of getting people to recognize like podcasting is an art form. You're, you're telling stories. You're, you know, if you're doing it artfully, it's some people that are just doing it for the cash grab aspect of it. Potentially, 
um, and, and also it's, <laughs> I was thinking about it. It's funny, like knowing your good size. I know that I don't have any because <laughs> they were saying like, yo, Rob, you are so awkward. I was like, what do you mean? Cause like, I don't know what you do with my limbs. Cause I'm like six, four and right. I'm like, uh, squat. I I don't know about this, and I am hypersensitive about certain things. So they had us doing like super black things, like act like you're jumping on each other, like it's a basketball game. <laughs> He's ducking on you. Oh my and god! I was like, my stomach is hanging out. We can't do this. I am fat. We can't do this. Like, It'll be fine. Or do your fuckboy poses. I was like, I don't know what are those are. <laughs> and but kind of having someone that gives you direction. I'm not usually a person that takes direction but getting it and then seeing what comes out of it it could be very it's it could be very entertaining but also it's a um it's a lot of trust that's there too and one of the things you mentioned when you're talking about the uh, the marilyn monroe like photography to with a shoot it's one of those things where sometimes when i'm recording not necessarily this I, I made it more of a habit of turning on recording letting person know that i started recording just so because you know how people they just get uncomfortable and gun shy or after a certain point. But when yeah. I'm recording, you know, in my space with my show, that's just with my co-host or what have you, sometimes we might be in the middle of a conversation and we might be talking for 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I already turned the recorder on. We're good to go. We're already good. And, <laughs> we're like, we're in the middle of it right now. Right. And sometimes you'll get something random. Like you have that, uh, you may drive over here and you're like, I had some bullshit that just happened. I'd rather have it right there. Right, of, right. let's go back into that story you started telling me because now it's you thought about it it's not fresh and it feels less authentic so yeah, and, and that's what i aim for attachment to it so it's going to come out differently yeah um all right so now as we get towards the uh, latter part you know we have a few few more questions here but all of these questions are baltimore related because the, fo the, the the focus of this podcast is to highlight amplify and just show the talent that we have in and around baltimore so i'm gonna hit you with some baltimore questions i usually this is the part where I find that artists and creatives, they get nervous. They get nervous as shit around this part. And it's like, oh, snap, I'm going to be seen as a fraud. And it's like, nah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm not from Baltimore anyway. I'm from, like, I'm from Smyrna Park. So I'd be out in the burbs, you know, like, I'm between Baltimore and Annapolis. I well, you, you're good. You're good. You know, because I've, I've had a few people who were transplants that moved here and they got, you know, gobsmacked by the crab cake question. It was like, what the hell? I don't know what those are. Um. So, if you will, I want you to finish this sentence off for me. Uh, Baltimore is. How would you finish that sentence? Hmm. <laughs> That's a hard one, man. I, I know. I know. I don't know. Baltimore is where my friends are. That's, that's, that's well and fine. You have a lot of, you have a lot, it's a lot of different interpretations. I like to just leave it out there. I like to leave the person out there on a branch. Uh, um, interesting. What, what's the interesting trait that you've noticed within the scene? Um, you have friends that I'm sure are creatives. I'm sure that are artists. What's an interesting trait that you've like noticed about the art scene or the photography scene or music scene within Baltimore? What, what's one that you've noticed that you're like, okay, yeah, that's uniquely Baltimore. I feel like there's a lot of varied styles. I think I'm someone who I really like people who are good at things. And that sounds kind of weird, but like, I, I like being around. I don't like saying the word talent. Cause I think talent is just hard work. I mean, there's an innate ability. Sure. But like, it's mostly just hard work. 
so I like being around people that are that like really push themselves to be better and do like a lot more. And I think there's a lot of people like that in the city. Like a, a lot of people down there, are, like every time they put out a new song or, or like every time they put out a new video, like I, I, I just look at it and I'm like, wow, that is so much better than the last one. Or like, that's come so far. Like the, the growth there is unreal. And I feel like a lot of the people there, it's like a network. They like really support each other, which I respect because, you know, um, from what, from what a lot of my friends have told me, it wasn't always that way in the city. It used to be like really difficult to come up off anything. And, like people wouldn't help you out. People wouldn't do anything, but a lot of the people there now are doing everything they can to help each other. You know, like, like everybody eats mentality for the city. Yeah. I feel like those are the realest people in the city, people who be doing that or who just like stick to their own stuff and just like work hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So I, I, I would even maybe add this to it and maybe you agree. I think it's that convergence of like Baltimore is a very authentic, no bullshit sort of place and also a very blue collar kind of place. So I think it's that blue collar work ethic, meeting people who are creative and they want to get on and get on mm-hmm. on their own terms. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So uh, what, what would you say is, um, what does it mean to be an artist, to be a photographer with local ties, the ties to this area? Because, you know, as you said, you know, it always was in this super supportive place. It, um, But I, I think more and more people are kind of getting getting out there at different levels and getting on at different levels. And it's I think it's a lot of attention in this area now. So what does it mean to you to kind of cut your teeth here and kind of work with different artists here? What does it mean to you? When I first started going to the city, it was mostly just to hang out. Like Vinny and I would go to like, you know, the crown. And that's basically where I met everyone that I know, or at least most everyone I know from the city, even if they weren't from the city, a lot of people just congregate there. It was just hilarious because it's basically this little shitty dive bar. But I love it. Like everyone loves it. I mean, you hate it, but you love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what was the question again? I lost my train of thought. So, so, so what is it? What is it? Uh, what does it mean to you to be an artist that have ties to Baltimore? You know, as we're kind of moving in this direction of more people getting on, and Baltimore's kind of being recognized as more of a bastion of creativity and talent. You know, I know you. Don't, I know you have your feelings about that word, but I think for simplicity's sake, for for talent and creativity, how does yeah, it feel yeah. to, to be a, in, attached to that? You know, and how does it feel to be a person that's representative of that in some ways? Honestly, it's, it's kind of like an honor, like, especially like being that I'm not from there, that a lot of people from there, like, you know, that a lot of people fuck with me from around there. It's cool. Like, I like that. Like, I I feel like I earn the respect of a lot of people down there just by, you know, being myself. And honestly, that's, that's a great feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're just like real with people and then you meet people who are the same way. That's just great. That's like the ideal situation. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like for, for my stuff, I don't, at least for my music, I'm trying to work more with other people. I don't usually work with like a lot of people just because I don't know. I just don't, I'm trying to change that this year. Like I got a lot of old like friends from the SoundCloud beat days and stuff who've kind of like blown up and make great music in 2021. I'm just going to drop so much music and photos too. Like I don't like to shoot, 
a lot of people really even like I, sometimes people will be hitting me up to shoot now and i'll charge like i think i usually charge like 250 or 350 I, I forget what my normal rate is just for like a roll of film maybe two but now i just be like i'm fortunate that i'm not like so financially unstable that i have to take every job right but like i just don't like shooting people that either aren't my friends or that don't come recommended to me by my friends almost all the time I'll be like, nah, sorry. Like I don't feel like shooting or I don't, I don't feel like making this art for you or I don't want to make beats for you. Like, and just, I don't know, just being that like that I can like be in the city with like all my friends or whatever. I can just do my own thing completely independent of all of them. And still like, like, that's great for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no, there's no pressure around there. It's great. Like you just do you and do good, like do good work and, work hard. I love that. It's like that's, the ideal environment for growth. I think for, for like everybody. That's great. I have one last question that I'll give you an opportunity to shamelessly plug your social media, anything that you want to um, put out, put out there. Uh, so this is, this is actually the ball buster question. Mm -hmm. Describe your most unusual talent. My most unusual talent. Yeah. Shit. Some people juggle. Some people make a, I'm padding for you. I'm giving you time to stall. Some people juggle. Some people um, make a mean chili. Some, you know, some people just do different things or what have you. So what is Rico's most unusual talent? Man, that's hard. I, oh, I asked a hard question. That's the ball I busters. Like, I don't even consider myself like having any talents in general. I just kind of like do things. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, you know what? This I'm really talented at eating shit. I fall so much. Like, <laughs> I, like I skate, like I haven't been skating as much as I used to, but like every single one of my friends, like they're, they're mind blown by how much shit I really eat. Like it'll be on the littlest things and I'll fly like 30 feet. I will literally like run for 20 feet and then duck and roll and like eat shit. And then so just get keep going. You're, like, you're talented at falling. <laughs> <laughs> I've never broken a bone. I've been skating for 10 years. I mean, I've fallen a lot. I thought I paralyzed my spine like two months ago, but I just had to sit down for like 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a charm life you're living over there. <laughs> I, I eat shit, man. Like, oh my God. Just like, if you like, honestly, if you like ask Vinny, I'm sure he would send you some just videos of me just hurting myself. <laughs> I'm going to hit him up for those because I might have to add them to this episode. It's just like, so my next guest here has never broken a bone despite falling in each one of these clips. Oh my God, man. Oh my God. There's so many, there's like of me just like, like my head on the ground and the rest of my body, like in the sky. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is. I, I, that would probably be my most unusual talent. Knock on wood that I've never broken a bone, but well, you, you know, you've, you've taken your lumps here as it were. <laughs> um, so, um, that's pretty much the end of my interview. So, um, if you will, uh, where can people find you, check you out, um, website, social media, stuff like that. And I want to, again, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So, um, website, Twitter, and Instagram, all just Rico's film. That would be Rico's film.com for the website, uh, for music. Um, you could, I'm in the middle of migrating my, like accounts from like where all my stuff is released from the name breeze 
back to a brisk breeze because a brisk breeze was my original name, but then got all confused and ended up being breeze. I don't want to get into it anyway. It's going <laughs> to be a brisk breeze, but you can just for now, just go on SoundCloud. Cause that's where all my links will be SoundCloud forward slash soundcloud.com forward slash a brisk breeze. All one word, no spaces. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, no spaces. Yeah. So I'm Rob Lee and for um, Rico Connolly, the talented, photographer, musician. Um, We're saying that there is art in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it.